Religiosanity episode 48. Back with Pastor Andrew. And Peter Rinaldi. Yeah. So as a pastor, you must have been delighted to see finally a president putting the Bible first, holding a Bible up and really putting religion first. Is that right? Mm. The other day? <sighs> Peter, you know that I was really offended <laughs> and shocked by that whole charade which happened in Washington. Uh, but I don't understand. It's a Bible. It, it is somebody finally holding up a Bible in office. Uh, I mean, you're a pastor. I don't understand. I know I'm playing. <laughs> but I really, no, someone's thinking this. How could you be a, a pastor and be offended? Uh, first of all, uh, people were abused by military police pushed away from a peaceful demonstration so that this uh, photo opportunity is provided for the president. That's one thing. True clergy, together with those demonstrators, they're pushed away from the church. Episcopalian as well as other clergy. So that's one thing. You know, if he is coming to brandish, because that cannot be described any way else, <laughs> yes. to brandish the Bible, then normal way in civilized countries is to come to a parish house, to come to a church, to sit down with a priest or with a minister, to attend a Bible class, to open the Bible, to, to pray. pray over the Bible and to read it and try to understand the message, gospel. Not to stand in front of the church awkwardly, highly awkwardly holding that Bible. Just looking at it, it was painful for me for the whole context, but also I realized that guy there in a suit he probably never really opened the Bible. <laughs> he probably never even knows how to handle, not, not only Bible, but a book, any book. I, I, you, you know, just seeing him holding, now, not, now the thing away, away from the Bible, you know, holding that thing, he's holding it as, as a brick, not yes. like a book. You, you know, you normally, like when I am carrying the Bible, I carry it by its spine so that I can open it, I can read it. I'm doing it on a subway, uh, a little less these days because we have this quarantine and people are squeamish and, and, uh, and you know, my family would not be happy if I take the Bible I, or the book I opened in the subway and read there. Uh, who knows what kind of germs can be circulating there, so I'm not doing it that often, but uh, yeah, you know, you just there. There are ways of carrying the mm -hmm. book or Bible, so that you can read it. This was not the way to do it, and uh, and then there are respectful ways of carrying it. So if he is lifting it up, 
then in high liturgical churches it's usually done by holding it by both hands face forward above your head showing respect that the gospel mm -hmm. is higher than you and your ego or the other way of carrying it is in front of your chest again face forward for the book and holding it in both hands that way and in the height of your chest almost touching the lower part of your neck mm -hmm. that's the way of carrying it he somehow awkwardly holding uh, holding it in one hand above his head is just bizarre he's holding it in both hands but not symmetrically and almost at the waist height is again bizarre this is not we normally treat bible mm -hmm. that's not a bible prepared for being opened read preached upon uh, consulted referred to nothing of that kind and and i bet that even if his life depended on it he would not be able to find any kind of passage in the bible i don't the, think the, the most common one like <laughs> psalm 23 just <laughs> ask him to find psalm 23 and he would be completely lost he would not what 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 our confirmation classes our our <laughs> 12, youngsters are able to olds. do you know it's it's just absolute travesty so let me continue to be the devil's advocate yes. here no pun intended but <laughs> but let's just somebody somebody is, might be listening to this thinking oh my god you're really going on about how he's holding this thing you as a pastor are 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 pushing the bible you should be happy that he is going out and at least holding it it doesn't matter how he's holding it what do you say to that first of all that is a classical example of idolatry as as dear as the bible is to me and you just heard me saying you know how i would treat it almost like in gloves and respectfully and how it is being carried through through the church processions and and so on uh it is on my desk opened usually on passages i'm preaching that sunday on or opened on passages i'm preparing for upcoming sundays but as dear as the bible is to me it is not uh dearer than uh, lives and well-being of my neighbors mm. that is for instance part of the teaching of jesus you cannot find it anywhere written there. I'm here extrapolating from his behavior. And, and similarly, like he treated Sabbath, and he said that the Sabbath was made for people and not people for Sabbath. The same to me applies for the Bible. Mm. So as important as it is for me, it cannot trump well-being of say those peaceful demonstrators just for this photo op that's one thing 
The other thing is, I find it really sacrilegious to say he is holding Bible up while clearly not being able to understand anything about it. <laughs> right. If it was a brick, you know, he would do probably the same thing. And that makes me mad even more. I, I think that it'll be more respectful towards the Bible and biblical tradition to start behaving like an adult, like a responsible politician, rather than threatening with an army on the streets. That would be almost, we will be sinking into a fascist regime. And poor army, what should army do on the streets with demonstrators all over the place? Should they start shooting them? You, you know, it's just absolutely crazy. Yeah. And so he is at one moment threatening whole nation with this slide down into tyranny, really. An abuse of military power on our own homeland. And next moment, he is going in front of the church for photo op, holding the Bible. It just drives me crazy. It's, it's yes. abuse of the office and abuse of the Bible and abuse of the sacred things in our lives and, and really not understanding anything of it. My brother uh, said something like, he might not be the Antichrist, but how would the Antichrist act differently? <laughs> Based yeah. on what you just said there about how he's doing one thing, threatening violence on his own people, and then standing underneath the Bible, holding it up. <laughs> and, so... and at the same time showing that he has no idea how to behave to Bible, yeah. how the Bible is read, probably never read that, never really understands what is there, just pretends. It's, it's a con approach. He's a con man. Yes. But dangerous con man. So that brings about this question then. So this would normally just be an insane, perhaps mentally ill person. Mm-hmm holding this Bible up like this. And everyone else in your position, a clergy mm -hmm. member, denouncing him. But that is not what's happening. There are evangelicals. I saw a whole article mm -hmm. about with their, with their quotes mm -hmm. saying that this is glorious that he's doing this. So, that to me seems worse than the, even the act of him doing it because we know he's a sick man. But yeah. the idea that people all over this country are leaders of congregations lifting him up for this action. You know, it's, it's an example of corruption of religion. I, I think it is not any longer, with, with the big heartache I'm saying, it's not any longer the same religion like mine. Mm. It's not any longer Christianity. I think that some time ago, 
with sadness, I'm saying. Uh, evangelicals sold their souls. They felt being deprived of their special positions in originally Christian nation, Protestant Christian nation. They felt threatened by diversity growing in our society. They felt threatened by secularization and other movements in a modern society. They felt marginalized and they started to look for solutions for, the, for that situation. And they were taken by nostalgia. They, they were cowards. They did not want to go forward. They wanted to return back. They started to resist any kind of change in a society. And whoever was available to them, they were willing and able to sell the, their souls to them. And extreme political conservatives noticed that and were able to make an unholy contract with them. I would compare it to a biblical passage where Jesus was taken on a very high mountain and shown the kingdoms of the, of the earth. And by Satan, yes, and invited, these will be all yours if you only come and worship me. Right. I'm now paraphrasing it. You know, I don't have Bible with me right here, but I, I know it by heart in Czech and I'm translating it into English here and paraphrasing. And unfortunately, we know that Jesus knew how to respond and push away that temptation. But these poor souls really sold their souls to devil. They saw this enticing offer. You know, support us and we will support you. Vote for us and we'll give you uh, power. And, and we see where it goes. The history cannot be stopped. The changes in the society could not be stopped. And um, no matter what you do. And uh, they really sold their souls to political power and created this unholy union of conservative Christians and conservative politicians, which are supported, supporting one another and corrupting each other. You know, I am progressive mm. politically, mm -hmm. but I know that in, in a real political life of a nation or of a society, 
there is a place for reasonable conservatism. There is a place for them. But they are being corrupted by these religious nuts. And the other way around, those religious nuts are nuts because they are corrupted mm. by the desire to, to, to have power over people, to display their Ten Commandments and insist on prayers in schools and all other things. Matters of faith are within the people. You cannot declare them by law. Law, to a large extent, is a social contract of those who are being governed by that law. That is why the laws are amended and changed as the society is changing. And uh, thinking that it can be done differently, that it can be frozen in time for all eternity, is just absolute nonsense. And combining that with faith is even worse. You know, you cannot force other people to have your faith like you cannot force other people to give up their faith. I can speak for that uh, from my personal experience under communism. No matter what they did, they could not force us to give up our faith and our hope. But it works the other way around as well. If you start indoctrinate people or force them to believe some way, they will resent that. And that's what we are observing. They are discrediting Christianity. And it pains me deeply. Because faith works by inner persuasion, not by decree or not by the law. And that's their major misunderstanding. This is the, the core of the corruption, that they think that they can simply institute faith, that they can octroy, mm -hmm. it means declare to people against their will. And it cannot be done that way. So, you, you, you know, and, and now returning back to that Bible, using it as, as this kind of artifact of, of exactly this ideology. Right. You, you, you understand why I am so offended. Yes. Because it, in it is a gospel. It's, it's a very diverse book, don't get me wrong, and there are some catastrophically bad passages <laughs> and, and so on. But in, in the whole, the spirit of that book is gravitating towards the liberty of souls and, and goodness of God. And and using it to its very opposite is just painful. Yes. I don't know whether I'm answering your questions and we are you meandering around, but... Uh, no, you did it beautifully. And 
and you're just you're also making me realize, which is something, of course, we know. Uh, Trump not only does doesn't read the Bible or go to church or pray, he doesn't care about religious people, <laughs> even only in that he can mm-hmm. gain, gain more power from them. Yes. So, so that is a, an outrage on top of an outrage. It's not only that, that he is not a religious person holding up the Bible. It's that all these people that lo- love him for holding up that Bible, he doesn't care about their religion. <laughs> and and, and I, I still hope and I noticed some, some uh, changes uh, among those conservative or uh, some evangelicals when they actually realized that this is awkward. Mm. The way he handled the Bible, they, they are starting. I, I, I have the I, I have hope that some of them at least would wake up and would realize that they are being used and abused by a con man mm-hmm. who who really does not know how to open the Bible who does not pray, who does not believe anything but himself, probably, or I don't know what he believes. And, and you know, if you are really deeply conservative Christian, I, I still have some hope for them that they would recognize that they are being conned. They are being ridiculed. Or they are being used and abused here exactly like you described you know mm-hmm. he does not give a dime mm-hmm. this is just a show and 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 an awkward show <laughs> you know which pains me if only he knew but then he would not be that bad right. you know that's the problem you know he is so bad because he is absolutely ignorant yeah. In many aspects, but here, you know, here I understand it because I know the Bible and I know, you know, how the Bible is carried and uh, and kept yeah. and and hold. So I, I I can immediately see how how cold that that is. Yeah, and at least the. A clergy in that parish. Yes, a whole diocese. And the whole diocese came out and and, and not this. only of the same denomination. Roman Catholic Archbishop uh, spoke against it as well. Yeah. And and you, you you know you hear me as a Presbyterian or Calvinist minister doing exactly the same thing. Yes. And I'm doing it because for me the Bible is precious. And, and I see it as a prime example of, of abuse, idolatrous abuse of the Bible. Yeah. I'm glad we're ending on some hope, <laughs> which I think there was in there. Hope that people are seeing this for what I, it is. I, I, and, I, and, yes. and seeing this display as a display and as a way uh, for us to maybe unite against showmanship rather than deep faith in this time, especially in this time when we really need this. 
Oh, I would invite anyone uh, to, to join us for our, our Bible class. It's on a Zoom now. So we have people who are joining us. Uh, we are in New York City and people who are joining us from Florida and who are joining us from all over the world, really. We're going to put for, a, a link in the show notes to yeah. find out how to join that. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, and that's the proper way of opening the Bible, meditating about it, praying about it, learning more about the historical background and what was the context in which the words were said and, and, and so on. And then it starts blossoming. It's suddenly, if only he opened that Bible and mm. tried to reach, uh, read from it, if only he opened that Bible there and tried to read from it, I think that something might happen. Yeah. You know, I, I, I almost have a vision of opening the Bible mm. and it's sprouting into a tree mm. mm-hmm. and bringing the fruit of peace and understanding. Yeah. Yes. That is my vision, you know, or like a dream almost. So you'll open the Bible and it'll sprout with a fruit tree and bringing the fruits of peace, understanding, reconciliation, and spiritual wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time.